0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Today, I'm so excited. Welcome to the Missy Pieces episode 19: Best Sex Ever. It's an interview with Tamara Blankenship. Uh, Tamara is an awareness advocate helping thousands of people unlock the fears of pain and discomfort through the art of neutral communication. Her unique approach to truth, transparency, and support gives people the ability to have the courage to be vulnerable without attachment, be present, and to be intentional with communication, transcending the belief that the uncomfortable is just the way it is, to seeing the gifts that are hidden in every experience. Tamara's path has led her to create the SHIFT Show podcast, Emotional Wellness for Life, and countless workshops and programs to aid in personal discovery. Welcome to The Missing Pieces. I am your host, Kelly Carter where we're creating a life you love. I'm a registered nurse, mom, chronic illness survivor, and an entrepreneur. I aim to share my path through growing my business and around uh, around my life and not the other way around, hoping to light the way for others to do the same. Today's focus is really on the three categories I cover, health, wealth, and fulfillment. I would say this one's going to go under fulfillment. Wouldn't you say that, Tamara? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: I would Welcome. agree. <laughs>
0: How about you thank tell you. us a little bit more of how you got on this path, and and then we'll go into the Best Sex Ever program. Tell me a little bit more about your story,
1: how you got here. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your lovely community. I'm super honored to be here. And actually, my journey is so so much like so many others, where we have little hiccups and bumps in the roads, where we are trying to navigate it in a way that brings back balance and joy back into our lives. So my original, um, gosh, I think I've been on this path for a very long time. It might actually started when I was very, very little and I was um, molested by a neighbor. And so it, it taught me a lot about how, um, you know, how life can, can throw you, you this little five-year-old at the time. I was five when it happened. So I had this, belief that everything was so beautiful up until that moment and then all of a sudden my innocence was kind of taken of course at the age of five I didn't have that kind of clarity but it did throw me into a sense of understanding that you know that that purity in that safe place could be easily taken so I I became very um I I, want, I don't want to say like uh introverted necessarily because i was very social as a child but i definitely had like kicked into people pleasing mode and trying to meet the needs of others and trying to find a sense of community and balance again because i felt so much like a like an outsider if that makes sense like i just didn't belong so Part of that, you know, just trying to fit in with kids my age and trying to be accepted, that, that situation, having that person in my life, went on until I was about 18 years old. So it was just a very uncomfortable, socially awkward experience. The actual um, attack didn't happen very long, but that was, you know, that person was still there. And every time you see them, sometimes that can re-trigger a belief or a, a, a conditioning. So and later on, I got married and had a great you know, life of, you know, uh, raising three children and having this amazing marriage, and then it came to an abrupt halt. But during during the actual, um, you know, being married and having a lovely life, my children actually ended up having food sensitivities. And this may sound a little off topic, but learning to deal with emotions and having uh you know, all different ways that when we hold in fear, it comes out through the body in different ways, and I got to watch my children navigate their food sensitivities. They had 39 of them, so you could just imagine they're very, you know, young and in school and all their friends are having lunchables and different kinds of meals and and they're wanting to be like everybody else really related back to the way I felt as a child where I didn't fit in because I had this dark secret Mm -hmm. that I didn't want anybody to know about, but it was, again, put out there in a way that, you know, I, I had to manage. So I was watching my children navigate that and I was trying very hard to help them find peace with this inner struggle of being different. So that just continued to, um, bring forth information to me about how we are so determined to try to be loved for who we are and not loving who we are, if that makes sense, (laughs) you know, just finding Mm -hmm. that rhythm within ourselves. So um, that journey really sparked those two main instances. And then, of course, the third one was my divorce, was when I was trying so hard to be the perfect wife, the perfect, you know, mother the perfect everything right we go through that perfectionism as a mother is some of us anyway and so when it all comes crashing down you're like wow that was a big fail (laughs) so Mm -hmm. all these little life experiences no matter how much I tried to hide my reality was constantly coming forward and showing me it's time to shine it's time to show it's time to be who you are and so navigating uh, the sensitivities with my children and my own, my own dark secrets at the time that I was trying to hide and then this big divorce issue, thinking I was a successful you know, spouse and finding out that it wasn't working out so great. All these elements really showed me how much I tried to minimize who I was and not, not be who I, who I truly am and, and connect with people in a deeper, in a deeper way. So I started working mm-hmm. with people... Um, with actually, with children at a very early age, because I had this passion for children who struggled with eating sensitivities and and really feeling like they fit in, so I started working with young families and helping children and and then all of a sudden, I recognized a lot of the times kids would express those eating issues would be an expression of a unlovable situation at home where they felt like they weren't loved or or accepted. And so it became another expression. When I was molested back in in a long time ago, I actually did create an eating disorder. I became very um, Mm -hmm. anorexic. I stopped eating. I tried to control anything I could. So that was my expression. I would control my food so I could really relate to these kids and the way they would restrict their food and how they um, would, you know, would interact with their outer world well when you're out of control when
0: you feel out of control you try to control any one thing that you can anything
1: exactly yes and so that pattern was like constantly showing up in my life you know like watching my children having these food sensitivities it was more about the fact that they didn't feel like they fit in either in certain ways in different ways than i did obviously but this you know i didn't know at the time exactly what was going on for them but as, you know, it continued on throughout the life, yes, you're exactly right. It's anything we can control. And food seems to be, I think, a prevalent one for a lot of people because you either overeat or undereat. it's easy to hide. It's not something that's shameful necessarily, you know? And, um, you know, comfort food or whatever to help repress or eating chips because you're angry or whatever the emotion is. And it was really a fun mm-hmm. part of my journey. And um, so I was navigating little families, and and then all of a sudden I started working heavily with couples because once I realized the children were having those issues, it led into helping the families themselves. They had a more structured kind of relationship. And then, to be honest with you, before I knew it, I was watching women feel unsafe in relationships because their husbands – didn't feel respected and for love to exist Mm -hmm. women need to feel safe men need to be respected and it's just different love Mm -hmm. languages but it is still essential and when either components break the entire marriage falls apart and so Mm -hmm. who cares who started it it doesn't really matter it just happens right and so um, learning the art of communication was all about helping them learn to speak from a wound, from a space of truth, transparency, and support, enabling them to have a solid voice of self, to know who they are, instead of being this enmeshed couple. And that started Mm -hmm. to catapult this career of working predominantly with men because once I could stabilize or help a man feel solid in his role again, I watched the entire family balance back out, and it was a profoundly beautiful experience. So this is the journey that started me off on my men's empowerment, if you will, because I'm a big men's Mm -hmm. advocate. Um, Not that I'm against women's empowerment. I'm just recognizing part of the 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 balance is is about, yes, a major need to support our beautiful men and how to help them feel loved in, in their life story. So that's where the best sex ever was birthed is because I recognized um, so many fundamental elements in the shutdown process of, of intimacy in relationships and how quite often we use sex to not feel, we use it to kind of bypass, mm-hmm. kind of like our eating disorders and all our other sensitivities. It's just another tool we use to connect, to pretend that we're connecting, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's, basically the journey that arrived me to starting this crazy best sex ever program <laughs> which is isn't that really crazy how life is kind thing. of if you don't
0: learn a lesson you yeah. just keep kind of rolling around with the punches until you kind of learn it I kind of had a very similar yeah. journey as you some great resources for men and women out there uh, Love is a book by Glennon uh, Doyle Melton have you ever heard of her? No. So you have to look her up because you're resonating exactly with her. She has a TED talk, Glennon Doyle Melton or Melton Doyle, I'm not sure. And her book okay. is called Love Warrior. She's on Oprah's like Soul Sundays or whatever. And then I know you're you're talking right out of the Love and Respect book, the love she needs and the respect he needs or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know that book.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, that nope, no, that book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this you're is all talking... from my, like, journey of my own hardcore knowledge. <laughs> no, <it's just laughs> so truth, funny. right? You're going to just
0: find it in different it is. ways. Absolutely. So the for me, it was the tough, hard knocks of life. <laughs> right, and you're yeah. pulling it all together for mm-hmm. people. But the, the Love and Respect book just says the women need to feel love and the men need to feel respect to that's their love, and just like you said, I mean that just backs up everything you just said. So tell me a little bit yeah, more about this I, program, best sex ever. Oh, go ahead, or you can. No, that's okay. No, yeah.
1: That. The the um real quick, I just I you know they say love is said and said I, for me, love is more of the expression of of it all. Like both for me, it's like mm-hmm. a knowing that that women women crave safety. The man's job is to mm-hmm. really be the safe place for a woman, and and it's it's not always. The the part of the communication that I think is so dysfunctional is women talk, talk, talk a lot because they're trying to connect. Men misunderstand Mm -hmm. that as nagging or being um, controlling or manipulative, but it's really a a state of um, lack that a woman is over-talking or Mm over-controlling. They're they're the sirens that are screaming as loud as possible, we're off-trail, we're off-trail, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to bring the relationship back into balance. Now, not all women are um, clear, so they they have lost themselves and their sense of self themselves, and that can accentuate um, an, an, an imbalance in both scenarios. So it is important to do your own personal work and understand who you are and not always be projecting out. So in my program, Mm -hmm. I do, I specifically talk, I take people from the dating scene all the way to a deep loving relationship because I truly believe a lot of the times people get into a cycle of having, um, it's kind of like a dating cycle. They date the same kind of woman over and over again and they're talking about they want this kind of woman, but they pick up an entire different kind of woman. And, and it's mm-hmm. quite hilarious to me because they know what they want, but they always take what they're familiar with. And it, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me. And it's because it's the work we need to do, right? I mean, it's it's why we mm-hmm. do the things we do. But instead of honoring the experience, they don't really get that connection. So the first part of the program, the first week, we, we work solely on the dating scene, understanding um, how you're being seen, what sh- what's showing up, you know, are you... Are you out there um, asking for what you want or are you busy, you know, going back to what you're familiar with? So understanding that. And then the next week we focus on um, knowing the circumstance. I call it the man stance, raising the bar and understanding what you're putting out there and why you're getting what you're getting. Mm -hmm. So it's continuing the cycle from, first of all, observation of what's going on around you to understanding how you're pulling it in. And how does it work for you? Is it working for you? Is it helping you? Is it helping you become more aware of your life and your patterns? Or are you staying stuck in the belief that there's just no good women out there, which is what I hear all the time. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of funny. So I call that raising the man stance. And then the next week we work on defined confidence. And this is um, helping women connect to your desires, giving you the voice and the opportunity to express your truth in a way that women can understand. Cause men, they, they're, you know, they don't want. Quite often, they're in a stance where, you know, uh, you know, I don't really want to tell her everything because that's super vulnerable. And how do I do it? That makes me sound like a man. I don't want to sound like I, you know, give up my man card. Or, you know, there's, <laughs> there, you know, they, there's a lot of belief around what a man should look like. There's a lot of programming around that. So it's very important mm-hmm. for under to for them to understand how to do it in their voice and how to keep that going. And then in week four, we talk talk completely about not barriers but boundaries, how to have healthy, long-lasting connection with healthy boundaries, knowing your wants and needs and understanding how to express them in a healthy way. And then in week five, mm-hmm. we go back into it's called um, I'll Take It All Back, which is you learn how to have healthy – this is more into the relationship now. We're now getting more deeper into once you've understood and you've attracted a healthier mate, how to actually have healthy communication and support argument resolution so that you're not in a space where you're um, having arguments that are not going in a healthy, productive way. I truly believe confrontation is a gift if you know how to use it. I truly believe that any argument we have is a missed opportunity if it's not used properly. So it's an opportunity to get to know each other better most often or to understand somebody else's boundaries. So if you're in an argument and you're attached to being seen and understood, you're missing the understanding of what's out there for you on the other end. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic to play with. And then the last part is um, breaking free, understanding how to sustain clarity and communication where you have a long-term relationship to get the love you truly are longing for, to have that amazing connection. Because once we truly know each other's heart and we've connected through the heart, the relationship that you have there is like no other. That vulnerability and understanding is so deep and so long, it, it, It's not. there's no guessing games anymore. There's no opportunity for misunderstandings because you're constantly having a clear sense of who you are and having not enmeshed with your mate, and you don't lose a sense of, of self. So that's what it is what, in a nutshell. In six weeks, we go through all that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, what what What's that the saying?
0: benefits of that is? Can you tell me some of the benefits that they'll walk away with?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, just a, first off, the first couple of uh, weeks, right away, you get a better understanding of who you are and why you're attracting what you are getting. So, right off the bat, you can't run around any longer and say, you know, there's no good women out there, or there's you know, no great relationships, and marriage is not worth it, or you know, I'm I'm not able to connect people. I may as well just stay in and not do anything. You're actually now finally putting yourself out there in a way that helps you pull in healthier people because you're already raising your, your awareness. You're already shifting your ability to um, stop enabling people and stop putting yourself in situations that put you at risk. You're already altering your entire dating experience if you're in the dating aspect of it. And then Mm -hmm. if you are understanding by raising your bar, you're putting your, your wants and needs, not in a selfish way, not in a way where you're like, I'm all that more of the sense like, wow, I really know who I am, and I really understand that who you are doesn't necessarily match where I'm at right now in my life. But thank you so much for stopping by, (laughs) you know, giving yourself a really clean opportunity. What's that?
0: This is what I'm hearing is they're taking 100% ownership. They're drawing a line in the sand. They're taking 100% ownership of their part and what they're attracting and finding out why. That's great. Isn't that, is that fun? It.
1: And it's in a fun way. It's not in a way where you're like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm the dog, I'm this and that. No, this is mm-hmm. all about celebrating right where you are and saying, I, who cares what the past is in the past? What did you learn from the past, and where are we going with it? Celebrate Can I tell you what's a story? Possible. Do you mind? Absolutely. Do you mm-hmm. mind if I tell you a dating story? Okay, so four years I ago, I'll a try a to be quick. Story. I love them. <laughs> well, well, four years
0: ago, I was with a guy for seven months, and listen, I'm going to get real with you. I've been married and divorced twice, and I'm not very old. Mm. And I couldn't figure mm. out. And then when this guy said something, he said, well, I let you go to Florida to see your son. And I was like, what <gasps> the hell? Like I stopped right there. I was like, this is where I'm drawing the line. You didn't let me do anything. Why am I repeating these stupid relationships, right? So that's where I drew the line. And then I did right. a lot of the same work, but of course by myself, so it's a lot slower than having a someone like you to help. But I drew the line in the sand and I went and I went I'm going to own it. Okay, what part am I playing in this? And then I just started reading all these books Mm -hmm. and whatever. But it would have been a lot faster to have someone like you to go to. But I don't know if you (laughs) saw on Facebook, I just got engaged last weekend. And so it's been (gasps) four years since then. I took a whole year figuring out all the stuff that you're talking about in the six-week program that you do that Mm -hmm. fast. And I took a whole year Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. And then what I did is I wrote down everything I wanted in a relationship. Then I went and became that woman that would attract that man. And that man has come into my life. So I'm telling everyone out there, you become the person that's going to attract the person you want first. You don't attract them and then become that person, right?
1: Absolutely. It's always it's the most important thing you can do. Is be who you are, and whatever that is, whatever is. If, if you are not happy with who you are, you're not going to attract happiness because you're in a state mm-hmm. of denial of who you are. So you're only going to attract mm-hmm. toxicity. So absolutely. So if you are trans, or you're growing into the person you long to be, then you finally track in, pull in all this amazing potential because you're the you're the beautiful soul that's connecting to more beauty. And it's just that opportunity to share that. So absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And the hard truth. Um, congratulations. Is,
0: the hard truth is that if you don't like what you're attracting, you gotta look at what you're putting out there, right?
1: That's why you're well, that's, looking you're at this in the you looking at You're attracting you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're attracting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, exactly. yeah, that's absolutely accurate. Mm-hmm. And if I take any um oh. it's absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. No, what what Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying Sorry. that it's fascinating to me that um, at, over the years that I've worked specifically with men in relationships, divorce and all that, it, it's fascinating to me. They have the exact same wants and needs as a woman, our desire to be loved. We all have the same desire. So that core desire mm-hmm. is the same, to be supported and loved unconditionally.
0: I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get a hold of you. So, Great. I did put your um, I did put your website on below the podcast. I also put the link to sign up for your program. But if you could tell us that, your website and how to sign up for your program, that would be great.
1: Absolutely, thank you. Um it's discovery.com. And you can also reach out to me. My other my actual company is called Emotional Wellness for Life. And you can contact me through my phone. That's uh, 480-213-6033. And I'm, I'm offering um, for your guests or for your listeners the opportunity to do a free 20-minute consultation. It's, it's really more understanding more about who I am and how I can support you. You get to interview me and uh, see if there's some way that I can help support you in your journey of, Finding the love and, and the life you long for in that way. And also giving and offering another $500 discount for um, being a listener on your program.
0: That's amazing. I'll make sure to put that underneath the, the podcast too that you're giving them $500 every 20 minutes a free 20-minute discovery call, that is worth so much just to see if they want to work with you or vice versa because you don't want to work with someone that's going to not work out with you. I'm going to take a moment and do a commercial, and then we'll come back and and, and finish up our our discussion here, okay? So you work with men, and I work with women. So upcoming October 7th, I'm holding a Soul Saturday where women will come to refuel, reconnect, and renew. You or someone you know has never has enough time in the day, feels alone, sometimes depressed or unfulfilled, or is overwhelmed with family responsibilities, never feels like you're enough or worthy. Do they find that they're getting in their own way when it comes to living a more peaceful and joyful life? If so, these women need to grab a friend, sister, daughter, coworker, and enjoy a few minutes to pause. They will come and experience giving themselves time to escape the busyness of life and feel nurtured, inspired, and empowered in a safe environment with like-minded women. They'll unwind on a journey of learning stillness, how to set and keep healthy boundaries, as well as how to implement self-care. We'll reconnect your mind, body, and soul so that you can leave feeling refreshed with a renewed passion and purpose for life. This Soul Saturday session is October 7th from 9 to noon. Your seat's only $97, and then you can bring a friend for $47. To register, I will also put this below. It's uh, a real simple link, it's bit.ly forward slash soul, S-O-U-L, SAT, S-A-T, ticket, ticket, and that's how you get your ticket. Now, Tamara, I want to get back to you, and since this is a show for a lot of entrepreneurs, do you have any tips for women that might be starting a business or maybe some best business advice that you've ever get, been given?
1: Oh, yes. I love this. Um, <laughs> I say put yourself out there and don't be afraid. Be bold. Um, I think that was the best advice i ever received. Um, you're going to make mistakes. And I I live by the philosophy that life's a playground, get messy. It's actually one of my constant tag quotes that I always put out there. And, and what I mean by that is um, enjoy the journey. Enjoy getting and making mistakes because the more We make them the more we learn about what's possible instead of limiting ourselves and thinking that, oh, my gosh, if I do that, something bad's going to happen. Because if you don't do something, it's something bad's going to happen anyway. So you may as well put yourself Mm -hmm. out there and do something amazing with your life because you only get one. And you get this amazing gift and journey that can bring you so much fruit. So I'm a big believer of being bold, being brave. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Bold and brave. Mm -hmm. And and I also – have learned that
0: when you lean into discomfort, it actually passes a lot faster than trying to avoid it altogether, right?
1: Oh, yeah. The <laughs> being a runner or being an avoidant personality can actually create such long internal pain and, and physical pain. I've, I've um, I have experienced them when I remember when I first was at right, out, right outside of the divorce, just first trying to figure out how am I going to restructure my life and build over again And I just remember the intensity and the fear in my back. I just couldn't move some days. And then I realized it was because I was so rigid and so fearful that I was holding it in my body and not allowing myself to be in flow. And so the minute I started to get into action and and start doing things again, the intensity of that pressure in my back just disappeared overnight. So it's amazing how powerful Mm -hmm. our minds are. And so if we're fearful, we're just going to create that withhold for sure.
0: Yeah, I teach that all the time. When we're fearful or holding it, we're blocking the energy. Blocking that energy creates pain. And if you can get that flowing again, it automatically releases the pain. It's so fun to have people that know truth, you know, and you're going to find it. Like I said, truth is truth. So you're going to find it from however you need to find it. But it's fun to be mirrored back by you and that you're doing the same journey Mm -hmm. Uh, with men Mm -hmm. I haven't done the dating side of it but it's fun to see you're working with men and I'm working with women and we could create such a better future
1: right it's going to be exciting yeah I you know I have um I have I don't you know it's kind of going off into a tangent but I have witnessed so much I mean if you think about back in the 50s it was all competing with the Joneses and each other's um conference you know just trying to to survive, right? And and that was the whole amazing thing with all the gadgets and all the new things and all the trends that were coming out. And then it we shifted into where it took two people to raise a family, so both mother and father had to go to work to survive. And then I watched this uh, this um, energetic expression of um, that same energy of com- competition now exists, and I'm watching it grow in the families so where mother and father are pinned against each other for survival and. And in that collaborative, cohesive relationship, it's, it's really sad to watch marriages start to fall apart at such a rapid pace because of, you know, the loss of the original concept of collaboration. And so I love that you're passionate about supporting women. And, and my passion is, you know, supporting men to help that cohesive behavior start to happen again. So I think it's, it takes a tribe to build back the connection.
0: yeah and my whole podcast show is on health, wealth and fulfillment and how we can have have it all and create a
1: life Mm -hmm. that you love Mm
0: -hmm. I appreciate
1: you thank you for coming on today thank you thank you so much for the time I'm so honored
0: thank you and I'm going on your show so we're going to have to get this word spread so make sure if you're listening to follow this show and make sure you share it with any men or women out there that you feel will be helped by this I'm Kelly Carter from The Missing Pieces, creating a life you love.